The American POTUS Podcast is a 501c3 nonprofit show supported by listener patriots just like you. To help us keep the program going, please join others around the nation by considering a tax-deductible donation. You can make your contribution and see what exciting plans we have for new podcasts and other outreach programs at AmericanPOTUS.org. Thank you for your support, and we hope you enjoy this episode. On this special edition of American POTUS, we're celebrating our first birthday. For over 50 episodes, we've done our best to share the complicated, tragic, inspirational, and humorous history of our nation's presidency. Washington to Lincoln to Roosevelt and beyond, our nation's presidents have all given us remarkable lessons in leadership. Some examples to be cautious of, and some that are truly inspirational. It's our birthday. Celebrate with us as we look back at our favorite episodes, what we have planned for the future, and a test of POTUS trivia. That's next on this special edition of American POTUS. I'm Scott Braun. With the help of presidential scholar Alan Lowe, we're opening the book on the men who have held our nation's highest office. In each episode, we'll tap into our nationwide cabinet of historians, authors, experts, and others to reveal the most compelling moments from these extraordinary patriots. One year ago, this podcast premiered with four episodes, one on LBJ, Bush 41, and a two-part episode on Andrew Jackson. From the beginning, Alan and I were in it for the long haul, but I don't think we ever really looked far enough ahead to think we'd put together over 50 episodes and be in the top 5% of podcasts globally. All of this thanks to you, the listener. The phrase labor of love is a little overused these days, but it's entirely appropriate in this case. Alan and I both have a passion for the history of the presidency and feel it's very important to learn from these past administrations, putting today's political debates into appropriate perspective. To put it simply, if you think presidential politics is contentious today, there's a 99% chance it's been worse at some point in our history. Frankly, all of these episodes would never have happened without the extremely talented and incredibly smart guest experts that have joined us. We've had the pleasure of welcoming Pulitzer Prize winners, nationally acclaimed journalists, passionate researchers, and authors of more best-selling books than you can imagine. Their insight and perspective on this very American institution is appreciated by us, and we know by you, the listener, as well. Alan, over 50 episodes is simply too many to go through one by one. So I thought we would kick things off with us each listing our top five episodes. Sound good? That sounds fine. It's like picking your favorite kid, yeah, but we'll do it. I'll... <laughs> and you're, you're right, Scott. This has absolutely been a labor of love. So, yes, I'm, I'm game for it. Let's go. All right. I'll let you go first. All right. So uh, my first pick is going to I'm immediately going to cheat. Immediately, <laughs> of course you will, <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna bundle together some folks that we who we talk to who wait cheating worked. doesn't happen in presidential it politics, does not does it does it? not it's, it's unique to podcasts <laughs> it is so I will say I'm gonna group together some folks we talked to who had worked for presidents either during the presidency or or post presidency or before the presidency Skip Rutherford Peggy Grandy and Gene Becker I really enjoyed those conversations with them and learning more about their personal interactions with the presidents, getting to know them and the man they worked with. So 
of course, we know Peggy had her book, um, The President Will See You Now, and Jean's book had just come out when we talked with her, The Man I Knew. Uh, Skip Rutherford I knew when I helped with the Clinton move years ago, yeah. and he'd exchanged a lot of Clinton stories with me then as we uh, moved the great. materials from Washington down to Little Rock at the end of the Clinton administration. He was just terrific, a lot of fun. I think some really great insights in those episodes that, that taught us a lot more about those presidents. I will add one other person in that who, who's uh, been a good friend and has been on our, our podcast, and that's Doug Brinkley. And he spoke with us on the podcast about Teddy Roosevelt, uh, The Wilderness Warrior, his book about Theodore. Uh, about, Theodore. I'm sorry, yes, I, I get in trouble. Roosevelt. I know. And Doug Brinkley told us this. I know Doug. Doug is, I'm sure, upset if he's hearing this, and I know that Theodore is is looking down on me. And he's one president I don't want mad at me. I guess <laughs> I guess Theodore and Andrew Jackson would be the last two I want mad at me. But but uh just, but of just a reminder, <laughs> uh Theodore Roosevelt, Doug Brinkley tell, tells us Theodore Roosevelt hated the name Teddy. Yes. yes. So do not call him it. Teddy. But no. I guess it was uh, a little too um not his image for him to, to like that, right? So, <laughs> right? But I know, of course, Doug in recent years has, has gotten to know many presidents. He's been a preeminent presidential scholar and uh, editing, for example, Ronald Reagan's diaries, just amazing read. So I would put Doug in that in that category as well. So that's my uh, my first pick, Scott. Such a cheater. Yes, I am. So, let, let me name the rest of the 50 episodes Yeah, quick. exactly. Uh, going back to Skip Rutherford really quick mm-hmm. uh, on the Clinton he doesn't have a book out, but he needs to write one. Needs to, yeah. Because he yeah. he was telling us stories during the episode, and and although maybe an audio book would be best with him, yeah. because he has that southern, oh, that great accent. Oh yeah. my All gosh, right. <laughs> the way he tells stories makes it immensely better. So these three episodes that we're talking about, just to to uh, remind you where they are, and you could listen to any episode in the mm-hmm. playlist at any time. Uh, the Clinton episode. Clinton, The New Generation of Politics, that's season two, episode five. Ronald Reagan, A Personal Experience with a Great Communicator, that's the episode with Peggy Grandy, uh, season one, episode five. And the episode with Gene Becker, The Post-Presidential Service of POTUS 41, that's season two, episode 27. So look for those episodes. I'll add on Bush 41 to continue my cheating, Jeff Engel's book. You know, I think he was our first interview. Yes. Uh, and he's That's an old right. friend uh, down at SMU, the Center for Presidential History. He really got to know Bush 41 as well. And uh, that so informed his book um, on, on, the, on Bush's approach to ending the, the end of the Cold War and the disintegration of the Soviet Union. So really a great read and was happy to have Jeff on as well. Yeah, he told some great stories yeah. of being I, on the plane with him and trying yeah. to get him to tell stories that he didn't really want to tell. And Jeff and I, uh, I, th- I know I told you, Jeff and I talked for many years uh, a summer course for SMU in Taos, New Mexico. And we, uh, we became great friends then, but we would, the class loved for us to debate one another. So there was a lot of information we thought then, but then we'd spend the afternoons debating issues. Even when we didn't necessarily agree with what we were saying, we, we would we'd find two ends of two sides of an argument and, and debate it. And that was a lot of fun. So you were like political big time wrestlers. There you go. Exactly. Even he, though you, you know, weren't really mad at each other. I know we were great still friends. going at it. And uh, the problem with the only problem with that is Jeff is really smart. So he was difficult to debate. (laughs) You are too, Alan. Oh, please, please, Scott. Thank you. No, no mutual admiration. No more. No more. All right. So my, my first one, and I, I will pick an actual POTUS and not cheat like Alan did. (laughs) Tricky Dick Nixon Ah. is one of my favorite episodes with guest Casey pipes and specifically 
This was about the post-presidency of Richard Milhouse Nixon. Uh, I mean, this man was at the lowest point of any politician in our nation's history, I think. He had worked so long and so hard to finally win the White House. Mm-hmm. Then he made some bonehead moves and lost it. Yeah. And we had Irv Gelman on during the season as well, talking yeah. about talking about those earlier years of Nixon. Then you're right, and you see it all fall apart. I thought Casey's book was excellent. I think it's a great pick. So good. Good job, Scott. Why, thank you. Thank I, want, you. I want us to talk more about Nixon. He's one of the most fascinating presidents to me. So many different <laughs> layers to him. Uh, that we we need to we need to on season three talk more about Richard Nixon. Yeah, absolutely, and and by no means are we excusing what he did. I mean, no obviously yeah, he right, he made some mistakes, but uh, the man was brilliant. He was such I mean, he was very smart. Story. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think we. I, I think, think Casey. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, no. Uh, Gelman's point. I think uh, he he obviously is more sympathetic to Nixon than than other authors. And certainly there are many perspectives out there. Obviously, Nixon made mistakes, but it is important, I think, to remember his earlier career that often gets lost in that mix. Yeah. So the House, the Senate, the vice presidency, yeah. uh, really just an amazing uh, public service career up to the presidency, the greatest comeback in American political history, you could argue. And then it's all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even uh, presidential colleagues, like, yeah. the, like they admired how much he knew about foreign affairs. Mm-hmm. I, even uh, Bill Clinton, a Democrat, mm-hmm. invited him back to the White House to pick his brain. Yeah. I mean, the, the man knew his stuff for sure. And if you want to listen to this episode about Richard Nixon, it's titled Nixon from Rock Bottom to Resounding Respect. That's season two, episode 11 on that one. Now let's get to Alan's next pick. I'm not cheating this time. We're doing a I'm, countdown. I'm picking a specific episode, and that was with um, a friend, Alan Packwood, uh, the director of the Churchill Archives Center. I really wanted uh, to not only talk about uh, Churchill and FDR, which we did. We know that relationship was yeah. vital during the war, helped save Western civilization, you you could easily argue. But I wanted to see those presidents that were around during Churchill's whole life and how he either interacted with them or how they influenced him. And Alan, as always, did a terrific job of helping us better understand that. I uh, I've known Alan for many years, and he always makes me feel less than smart because he's very, he's brilliant and he has that English accent. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, whenever I spoke with him in public, I kind of hated doing that because it made me, <laughs> made me sound not, not bright at all, but he is this absolutely brilliant. The, the center he runs, I was fortunate enough to, to visit in, I think 2005 in Cambridge. Um, and it, you know, they have the, not just the Churchill papers, but the Thatcher papers and just a vast archives, great set of artifacts and papers there at the Churchill College at Cambridge and just wonderful, wonderful episode with him talking about one of the great, great men in, uh, in modern history. Yeah. Fascinating guy. I mean, it, it, well, he's so respected, right? I mean, you say Churchill and everybody has an admiration for him to begin with. It's been an interesting year though, in terms of uh, how different historical perspectives have come to the fore and different controversies. Alan um, and our discussions has been the first to admit that, that we have to, and I'll look at those different perspectives. But yes, I, I think it's very difficult to, to argue that Churchill wasn't key to winning the war and that winning the war wasn't key to the survival of democracy and yeah. representative yeah. government and rule of law and all the things that we hold near and dear here in America. So if you want to listen to that episode, it is in, it is titled The POTUS and the Prime Minister. That's season two, episode 26 on that one. All right, my next pick, POTUS History for Kids. 
We did an episode with Fred Van Lente and Ryan Dunlavey. They wrote a series of books on uh, the history of the presidency, but a very accurate mm -hmm. history of the presidency. Mm -hmm. And they wrote in a very colorful, modern way. And what a blast having those guys on. They, they were a lot of fun. And I will say to you, the, the scholarship in these books is excellent. I, it really I, is. I happened on one of these, I'll be honest, the first time and, and picked it up and said, wait a minute, I've got to buy this. I've got to get all of them and we have to get them on the podcast yeah. because yeah. the, 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 the uh, illustrations are wonderful. And the research is terrific. So it was a lot of fun. They really know their stuff. And they have a passion for the presidency, too. I mean, they were telling stories about they really had to convince their publisher to do mm -hmm. these books because mm -hmm. the publisher didn't want to do them. And they're like, no, pe people need to, kids need to learn this history. They They've written four books so far, Washington, Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, mm -hmm. and uh, some guy named Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah, yeah. Uh all of them good. And if you want to listen to that episode, it's entitled POTUS History, How to Make It Fun and Accurate for Kids. That's Season 2, Episode 6. Alan, what's your next favorite episode? Next, I'm going to pick the episode with Peter Baker and Susan Glasser, where they talked with us about their book, The Man Who Ran Washington, The Life and Times of James A. Baker III. And I, I really like, it's a terrific book about a really interesting man. So first and foremost, we'll say that. And, and they're both great writers. They did amazing research, yeah. got great access to Baker. They they know their stuff, and it's a really comprehensive, well-written biography of one of the most important men in our recent history. Absolutely. But it also, as, a, as with our podcast, helped us say, okay, we're also going to talk about those men and women who are close to the presidency and help them do what they do. Yeah. And that is certainly the case with, with Jim Baker. Yeah, I think that that's one thing. When we started doing this podcast, friends that we would talk to about it, like, oh, so you'll do 46 episodes. And I well, that's that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to do one episode for one president. It's really about the presidency. Right. And yes, we might do one episode about one president, but this is a perfect example of we also might do an episode on someone or some people that are in the outer office, if you right. will, right. or how they affect the presidency. Or about the institution itself, the yes. Jeremy Surrey episode, for example, on the impossible presidency. So, yeah, that's uh, really given us a lot of latitude to uh, talk about a yeah. whole range of posts. But very important. Things. I mean, very yeah. influential on the president. Yeah. Like we did, an, we did an episode on John Marshall, the Supreme Court Justice, mm -hmm. and uh, Thaddeus Stevens. We Thaddeus did an Stevens, episode right. on Thaddeus Stevens. I mean, amazing. Congressman? Yeah, yeah. congressman. Very important. During Lincoln's Just time. think of you know, Teddy. Teddy, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> That's and, right. and, then, and then also we did Fight House. So talking about all the Fight different, uh, Tevi Troy's book, terrific book, talking about those sometimes uh, difficult relationships among those close to the president yeah. in the White House. Tevi was the great. Years. He was. And uh, just one, one more note on, on Peter Baker, just a great guy. You know, he's the New York Times uh, White House correspondent. He also has written other books, one called The Breach about the Clinton impeachment. And in the upcoming season, I'm sure you're going to say this later, he's going to talk with us about his book, Days of Fire, about the Bush 43 administration. That's where I first got to know Peter, was from that book, really well-written well book. Yeah, looking forward to that. So if you want to hear this episode on James Baker, it's titled James Baker, Presidential Power Broker. That's in season one, episode six. All right, so my next favorite episode is Rutherford B. Hayes. 
Of course. Uh, when... <laughs> right. You act surprised. No, no. That no, was a great episode. I, I love this episode because we, among other things, we talked about uh, this was the president that won the White House by one electoral vote. One, the number one. Yeah, the loneliest one, number, by the way. Yes, that's what I hear. We had uh, on, as a guest, Christy and Dustin from the Rutherford B. Hayes Presidential Library Museum in Spiegel Grove. A great uh, place. I encourage everyone to go. I was there several years ago. Beautiful, terrific. beautiful institution. Yeah. To me, that this uh, episode really told us uh, it was a clear example of how contested and amazingly close our presidential elections have been throughout the years. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new. <laughs> That's right. That, That's right. That, we're, that we're experiencing today. And I think with Hayes also, he's another example of those presidents that maybe we don't know as much about and aren't you know the top of right. everyone's list. But when you dig just a little bit and take the time to learn, you see amazingly rich lives. Yes. saw the massive impact in their own ways. And so I was really glad to have them on to talk about Rutherford. Yeah, no, it was a very insightful episode. And Rutherford Hayes had one of the great nicknames. It wasn't great, but it was, it was pretty funny. Rutherford Hayes. <laughs> that's just not right. His opponents called him Ruth, Rutherford Hayes. That, that's only uh, that's only maybe equaled by his accidency with John T- Tyler, right? <laughs> if you want to listen to that episode, it's titled Rutherford Hayes Victory by One Electoral Vote, Season Two, Episode Seven. Alan, your next episode. Yes, very excited. Robert Mary. So Robert Mary has been with us a couple times. A great historian. And in those two times, I'm again cheating. He talked to us on one episode about President Polk and on the other about President McKinley. And I really like this because I like Mary's writing. Uh, he does great research. Absolutely. But these are two presidents I've always been fascinated by that don't get a lot of press. Yeah. But in their own ways, they transform the country, they transform the presidency, and then they've been overlooked or dismissed for this reason or that. So I think I think Bob's books do a great job of kind of rectifying that, and I was really really happy we had him on a couple of times to do that. Your interest in James Polk could be it's, it's a little unhealthy. No, it's it is. I'm going to call it uh, an obsession. Uh, four things he said I'm going to do. He did them. He came home and he passed and away. And he died. <laughs> yeah, three and, months. Uh, three yeah, months. Not, not long. I, don't, I should know that, but uh, not was, long at all. Uh, and really, a man who didn't have a lot of humor. You look at his early life. Some health issues probably contributed to that early on yeah. in terms of his personality. An amazing wife, a uh, great first lady, uh, but just he went to Washington with a mission, and you can agree or disagree yeah. with the war with Mexico and all those things, but at the end of the day, he did what he said he was going to do. Yeah, uh, he so got stuff done. And then McKinley, as we found, uh, talking to, to Mary, Robert Mary, it was just an amazingly transformative time in America that usually now the focus is on Teddy, uh, I'm sorry, Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> who of course came into office upon McKinley's assassination. But if you look at the time before that, uh, the Spanish-American War, and and even during the uh, campaign for the presidency, McKinley changed. You know, it's more like a modern campaign yeah. that we're seeing with McKinley. Really so, so many things started with him, and I'm glad that uh, Robert Mary's book helped help tell us about that. I'm glad we had him on the podcast. Terrific writer. Uh, those two episodes featuring Robert Mary, one POTUS 11, James Polk, the unfairly forgotten POTUS that changed the nation. That's season one, episode seven. 
And the other episode on McKinley that's entitled POTUS 25 Beyond Our Borders. That's season two, episode 31. My next favorite episode, Chester Arthur. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we had on as a guest, Scott Greenberger, terrific guest. Uh, fantastic discussion. I didn't know that much about Chester Arthur, yeah, admittedly yeah. so. It was not a very long, he was an accidental president. The reason I admire him, he's a man who completely turned around his life. Yeah, He was a kind of a shamed New York political lackey, and he turned it around to be a respected and legitimate accidental president. Yeah, he decided to, be to do the right thing many times there. Yeah. So you're right, he came up through that fairly corrupt system and, and was quite successful in that, but then uh, was kind of at the bottom of the barrel, and suddenly yeah. he goes from that to being president. People expect the worst, and they got a pretty darn good president. Yeah. You remember, this was a time, and and our guest really talked about this, this was a time when vice presidents were not meant to be anything. Like they were picked to just be out of the way to, to fulfill the role and not, not really um, thought to be in charge one day. And that's what Chester Arthur was. Mm -hmm. And when the boss, James Garfield was assassinated, the country went into a panic right? because they're like, Oh no. Yes. Chester <laughs> Arthur is going to be president. And wasn't he the guy that was corrupt? Like mm -hmm. not that many years ago. And now he's suddenly our president. I mean, the country was alarmed. Mm -hmm. And then they were pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And he also was extraordinarily well-dressed. Yes. He, he loved his yes, clothes. He did. What, 300 pairs of pants, I think there something like that. <laughs> uh, that episode is entitled the dirty politician with the honest presidency. That was season two, <laughs> episode 14. Alan, your next favorite episode. I had to include Ron White and his discussion of his uh, great biography of Lincoln, A. Lincoln. Amazing. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing work. You're right. And, and Ron is a great writer. He's a great researcher. He's just a good human being. Uh, his one volume, bi I think his one volume biography of Lincoln is the best. Uh, David uh, Donald's is great as well. But those, those two are right up there together. And just, uh, you know, one thing about Ron is he, he does his research. He's a terrific writer. But he also brings to it this background. He has a degree, I think, in theological studies. Hmm. So he, he brings different perspectives to this. He has another book called Lincoln's Greatest Speech about the um, second inaugural speech that really was in large part a sermon. And so he just dissects that so wonderfully as well. And I know you're also a fan of Ron's work, uh, American Ulysses, on on Amazing Grant. book. Yeah, just yeah. terrific. So it was great. Ron's been a friend for a while. It's great to reconnect with him and and have him on the podcast to talk about the man I think is our, is our greatest president. Tremendous book. I mean, how many books have been written about Abraham mm -hmm. Lincoln? I mean, I think it was on. very brave just to do it in the first place. And then he, yeah. he knocked it out of the park. His definitely stands out and he knows so much. And we're going to have him on in some, in an upcoming episode, which we, we will talk about in a little bit. How's <laughs> right. that for a tease? This uh, episode with featuring Ron White. It's titled POTUS 16, The Character and Leadership of Abraham Lincoln. That's season one, episode 10. So check that out. My last favorite episode, John Quincy Adams, or as his buddies call him, JQ. Yeah. Or I call him. Uh, we had guest Joe Whelan on. I am a new fan of John Quincy Adams. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is a man. And specifically, the, this episode was about his post-presidency. Yes. 
So John Quincy, uh, I think he spoke 13 languages. He was literally a man of the world from like 10 years old, 13 years old. He, he went over to Europe with his dad. So yes, he, he grew up in the whole political system. He finally became president one term, voted out, went home, and then he was elected to Congress. And he served there for 17 years. So he served in Congress after he was president. That's kind of, I mean, let that sink in Mm -hmm. for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's where he really made a difference. He did. Like his his four years in the White House, that was kind of, you know, he didn't really get much done because of many different reasons. But, I mean, he was a man clearly ahead of his time. African, he fought for African-American rights, mm-hmm. women's rights, and Native American rights. That's right. I mean, this was in 1831. Mm-hmm. He was elected to Congress. Yeah. Talk about ahead of your time. Called old man eloquent. Yeah. And he was so yeah. eloquent in his, in his speaking on the House floor. So, yeah, an amazing man. You look at him personally, you, you could say he was the last founding father in many ways, right? He was right yeah. in the mix of all that yeah. at the beginning. But then you see him here as we're nearing the biggest test of the republic. He's saying, listen, here's what you really should be standing for. Yeah. And he did it until he literally died on the, uh, on the house floor. Yeah. He spoke to the, to the very end. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, w- he was, he upset so many people in Congress that they tried him for treason just to try and shut him up. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Good choice. Uh, that episode is titled The Post-POTUS Political Life of J.Q. Adams. That's season two, episode 24. And I just remembered one more thing. He's the man that swam naked in the Potomac River mm-hmm. every morning and had the alligator in his bathtub. <laughs> and so, our guest, yeah. Joe Whelan, gave us the true story behind the alligator in the bathtub. And you need to listen to the episode to, yes. to hear it. <laughs> That's a great tease. There so there's, there's more to the story of the alligator in the bathtub. Anyway, (laughs) if we've intrigued you with this list of favorites and want to check out the original episodes, please, you can easily find them on the American POTUS playlist on the player you're listening to this episode right now. So check it out. All right, Alan, coming up in our next 50 episodes or so over the next year or so, (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. A lot more coffee. Right. We we have a lot of terrific guests lined up for those episodes. So let's start. These are in no particular order, by the right, way. Right. First up, Presidential Founding Fathers with guest Joe Ellis. Now, Joseph Ellis has written so many great books over the years. I'm so excited to have him on American POTUS talking about a whole range of those early founding father presidents. Yeah. Great, great author. Ron White. Yes. We Ron just Ron talked Ron about Ron White. So we're going to have him on again. Yes, and he, he a new book he has out that's that kind of uses what are called these fragments that Lincoln wrote through the years. He would uh, write these little notes to himself to remember ideas or little snippets of a possible speech or just something to get it off his brain and onto a piece of paper. And he'd throw it in a drawer or in a pocket, and a lot of those have been preserved. And Ron talks to us about those and how they illuminate more Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, love it. Yeah, looking forward to that one. So next up, Charles Hyde is going to join us to talk about Benji, Benjamin Harrison. Yes. yes. Oh, and we'll learn, I'm sure, that everyone did indeed call him Benji, as, <laughs> as Scott's telling us. So, yeah, Benjamin Harrison, it's going to be an interesting discussion. I know Charles Hyde is the president and CEO of the Benjamin Harrison Historic Site, so we 
Can't wait to learn more about a president that at this point, frankly, I don't know as much about. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And it's time to go a little modern. We're going to talk with David Garrow. That's right. Barack Obama. There we go. Our first episode on Barack Obama. We've we've mentioned him in a couple other episodes here and there, but this will be the first episode about him. Yeah, we you know sometimes have people who work uh, with or around presidents, uh, but when you're when you also have want to focus on some of the books about presidents, the more modern ones are slower to get there because the archives are just opening. So yeah. um, I, I did enjoy Garrow's book, and I'm, I'm really happy that he's agreed to talk to us about uh, President Obama. And on that note, I, I hear from a lot of our listeners and friends and mm-hmm. things like that, like, you know, why don't you talk about, you know, more modern presidents and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of thing. And, and we think it's important for history to play itself out That's and, right. and give it a little time. Right. Right. Let, so, it, let everything settle down a little bit. That will be, you know, we'll have uh, the episode on George W. Bush next next season. Those papers really, as the former director there, I can tell you, are just starting really to, to be opened. Yeah. Uh, the Obama records are, you know, still going through that process as well. So it takes time to get to that. You have to be able to use that kind of raw material of history to make real good judgments, real yeah. good analyses of those presidencies. So, um I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll, as those times come, we will book those guests. Yes, absolutely. Next up, we're going to talk about POTUS and the Constitution with guest Ken Gormley. Ken is the uh, president of Duquesne University and wrote a really terrific book going from the very beginning to modern day of how presidents have affected the Constitution, how they've interpreted it, how they've affected it. Really can't wait for that. I'm a big nerd on constitutional yeah. law. And so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I can't get him to stop talking about the Constitution. <laughs> it's kind of important, Scott. I don't know if you knew that, but it's fairly important to our story. Uh, next up, William Taft mm-hmm. with guest Kevin Burns. Fun fact, I was just at the William Taft uh, really? house. I didn't see a gift for me and, from there. Oh, I, there? I have the brochure somewhere. Oh, the brochure. Thank you for going all out and, and getting me getting me the There's brochure. The brochure. Wow. wow, look at that. It's kind of wadded up and <laughs> it's written on here. Looks like where you went to dinner that night, but but still very nice of you to think of me. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. How was it? Uh, it was great. Yeah. It was a uh, fascinating guy. Can't yeah. wait to talk about him. Where is it? Where is it located? Uh, just outside of Cincinnati or uh, in Cincinnati. Very good. Yeah, nice yeah, place. I, Taft is interesting, and I've always wanted to uh, talk to, about him on this podcast. Again, he's the guy I think who gets uh, kind of a raw deal in history that he is uh, seen as a you know one termer. He's not reelected. He has the fight with Teddy. But you look at the career before and the career after in the Supreme Court, really yeah. impressive man. So I, I'm really looking forward to talking with uh, Dr. Burns. Yeah, I kind of put him in with uh, John Quincy Adams, who yeah. had that career after the presidency, mm-hmm. and William Taft, Supreme Court Justice. And he was so much happier as a Supreme Court Justice. Yeah. He lost a lot of weight, from what I understand, right? So I think he, he topped out at 310 yeah. pounds. Then he he dropped that when he dropped, not all that, but he dropped a good amount when he, he was much happier as a Supreme yes. Court Justice, from what I understand. But we'll see if Kevin Burns agrees with that. Okay. Uh, next up, we've talked about it a couple times, but... Uh, we'll have guest Peter Baker, the chief White House correspondent for the New York Times. He will be back on to talk about George W. Bush. That Days of Fire, a terrific book. I was director of the Bush Library when we opened that down in Dallas on the campus of SMU. And that book was seen as a really fair representation of the administration. Again, the papers were just starting to be open, but Peter did a lot of legwork in talking to a whole bunch of people 
he didn't go into it with any agenda. And he wrote, I think, a really fair overall, you know, good and bad of things that happened during extraordinarily con- uh, controversial, but also consequential presidency yeah. with George W. And, and Vice President Cheney. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting with our good friend, Peter Baker. Next up, Ike. We like Ike Eisenhower with guest Jim Newton. I love Ike. Yeah, and we talked to Evan Thomas earlier in American POTUS about, about Eisenhower and Ike's bluff. Uh, Jim Newton has written a great biography of, of, um, of Eisenhower and his years as president. So I wanted to talk more about a guy who, in so many ways, uh, was more than what uh, we've been told he was. Yeah, He was not just yeah. a caretaker, grandfather in there for those eight years. He made huge, had a huge impact on this nation that we still feel today. And I can't wait to talk to Dr. Newton. Yeah, absolutely. That'll, that'll be fascinating. Last two were some interesting guests we're, <laughs> we're kind of excited about. Uh, one is George Washington. Have you heard of him? Yeah, he, he was the first POTUS. He's one of those that are kind of, kind of vague in my yeah, mind. Yeah, we haven't talked about people George don't, there are not many, many things said about him. So, we'll have to... <laughs> but this time we're going to have guest Nathaniel Philbrick. A great author. Great. I love his Amazing books. author. And so, so his book this time is Travels with George. Travels right? with George. It talks about the time uh, he was officially elected president to the time he took office. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel mm-hmm. Philbrick kind of retraces the steps and what uh, George went through and, wow. and how he made his way. And it, it should be an interesting twist. Yeah. And he's such an amazing writer. Yeah, everything he writes, I, I, I get right away. He's just really terrific. And the last one we want to mention, we will have others, but the yes. last one we want to mention uh, here is the very interesting presidential perspective with Mobituaries author and CBS This Morning correspondent and presidential history superfan, Mo Rocca is going to join us. I'm just thrilled beyond belief to yeah. be able to talk to Mo. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I love the book and can't, can't wait to get him on American POTUS. Yeah, his 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 take on presidential history is fascinating and the book is is funny but also you can tell he loves history and he he knows his stuff proof that alan is a true presidential junkie he's actually put together a prototype american potus board game right that's right yeah Uh, yes you have very excited about it while the game is still in development the questions and answers have been assembled and I thought we might go through some of them, okay? Yes, yes. I'm, and Scott asked me for five, and I gave him Tim just because. I well, can't how many myself. questions do you have? I think around six hundred right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and they're in all they're, they're, The game itself will have a lot of presidential questions, some American history questions. But if you land on the wrong spot, you get a random question that's not related to Uh-oh. either one. Uh-oh. And those are where I'm showing that I'm not always a nice person. So you don't want to <laughs> land on those few random spots as you go around the map of the U.S. But it's a lot of fun. Can't wait to can't wait to get out there in the world. We still haven't done our test run of the board game. Right. We, we keep talking about yeah. getting our wives to together so we can. But they well, have, we we want to stay married. Is the yeah, whole thing? They and, really have no interest yeah. in playing. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, so let's go through some of these questions. So yes, I asked him for five. He couldn't well, do any good. less than ten. Yes. And even that was a great sacrifice. Yeah. So go ahead. So uh, for, first so of all. So why don't you read the question? Yes. And then we'll pause a little mm-hmm. or uh, have witty banter 
Okay. And that right. will give our listeners time to formulate an answer. How okay, about that? I'll do that. Something like that. I'll do okay. that. So the first question, Scott, is yes. name the only grandfather-grandson duo of presidents. Grandfather-grandson duo. So we've got father-son duos. We got that duos. Down. We've got two of those. Mm-hmm. We do. John and John Quincy Adams mm-hmm. and George and George Bush. Mm-hmm. But the grandfather-grandson duo. Only one. All right. The answer is? The answer is William Henry Harrison and Benjamin Harrison. Oh, Benji. Benji's back. And William Henry was only there 30 days. That's right. all those 30, but he was president, so that counts. And we talked about this (laughs) in an episode, so go back and listen to it. We did. All right, next up. Who was the first president born outside of the original 13 states? Original 13 states. Outside of the original 13 states. I'm wondering maybe if on the American POTUS, the game, you shouldn't have me saying it in a very deep voice like this. <laughs> just to, yeah. it makes it a bit perhaps more intimidating. I don't know. I don't know, Alan. <laughs> Who was the first president born outside of the original 13 states? Well, Scott, I got the answer. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, born in what Abe. state? Kentucky. There you go. My home right? state of Kentucky. That's correct. I didn't even have that answer in front of me. I'm very proud of you. I've got one, in, by the way. I've got one more I'm going to add to this. So we'll have 11. Okay. I I think I saw his birth cabin. Yes. Don't they have they like do, the yeah. or a replica? It's a replica, yeah. yeah. But but still. Anyway, there, there you go. go. Kentucky, home of Lincoln. There you go. Okay, third question. Calvin Coolidge was governor of which state before becoming president? All right, let's see. He which was state? from Plymouth Notch, Vermont. Okay. Was he governor of Vermont? Oh, or not. We did have Amity Schles on for an episode on mm-hmm, Calvin Coolidge. So was it Vermont? It's a really... Trick question. It I wasn't. Say, it was not. The answer <laughs> is Massachusetts. Uh, there you go. <laughs> all right, all next right. question. Now, you know my love of the Constitution, no, so I had to have one here for you today. Which amendment to the Constitution limits a person to two terms as president? It would have been later. Look at you. Right? That's right. We know because, FDR had four terms, it, right? FDR would have just kept going. <laughs> I don't know. The 54th Amendment oh, to the Constitution. No, see, we haven't done it quite that many times, Scott, okay. thankfully. The 22nd Amendment. Oh, very, Constitution. Good. very yes, good. Yes. What was the 21st Amendment? I have no idea. Oh, I'm disappointed. In I know. All right, go see, ahead. See, I'm... I'm uh, as our listeners don't know, I'm working on very little sleep. For this <laughs> okay. one. I've done so much research for this episode, <laughs> Scott, that I'm, I'm focused just on this. So question five, Theodore Roosevelt, not Teddy, was the first president to visit a foreign country while in office. Ah. What country did TR visit? The country TR visited as president, the first to leave our shores whilst because after his presidency, he went to the Amazon and almost died. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was all over the place. And and people like Ulysses Grant did a world tour after yeah. his presidency. Yeah. But TR was the first one to leave while he was still president and go to another country. I don't know, Alan. Which country did TR visit? In the words of Van Halen, he went to Panama. Oh, yes. very good. <laughs> very good. Of course, Thank you very Van much. Halen. <laughs> all right, trivia question number six. I had this a little hard. I was going to say name all four of the presidents, but I'll let you off the hook. 
Name three of the four presidents who have been awarded a Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. Three of the four All Nobel right. Peace Prize. It's hard, I know. That's a it's very, very dramatic difficult. pause. I know. So uh, the answer is, again, Theodore Roosevelt. He looms large in our discussion today, yes. obviously. Woodrow Wilson, Jimmy Carter, and Barack Obama. There you go. Those are the four thus far. Now, here's one that I always love to throw out because a lot of folks don't know this, but if you've listened to our podcast, you know it with uh, Scott Kaufman, right? The the wonderful biography. I won't say of whom yet because I'll give away the answer. This president's birth name was Leslie Lynch King Jr. So his name at birth was Leslie Lynch King Jr. This is a good one. This is gonna this is gonna uh, trick some people up. It's gonna make it that much more rich experience for them as they play American POTUS the game. Okay, uh, more clues. He was a football player. Football player. He was in um, the Navy. He uh, probably did not like how Chevy Chase depicted him. Yes, that he probably gave it away. <laughs> tripped a lot. He did. He uh, had a dog named Liberty, if I remember correctly. He wasn't elected to the presidency. He tried to whip inflation now. And he wasn't elected to the vice presidency. Obviously, Gerald Ford. There All right, go. next one. <laughs> We're suddenly on a Gerald Ford riff. <laughs> Two hours later, we stop. Okay. Only three left, everybody. <laughs> this man was the first vice president who ascended to the presidency after the death of a president. Uh, the first vice president who ascended to the presidency after have, the death of a president. And we have done an episode on? Indeed. John Tyler. John Tyler. Yes. Christopher Leahy's book on John Tyler, really good book. Actually, it was really good. And and Tyler was, I mean, they, everybody in government thought he didn't deserve to be president, Yeah, but (laughs) but basically Tyler's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm it. Yeah. And I'm going to do what I want to do. So he set an important precedent there. Of course he messed everything up at the end, uh, but, uh, but still really, I learned a lot more about a guy who I didn't know that much about, frankly, before that episode. Yeah. So what president first spoke to a man standing on the moon? Oh, this is an easy one. Well, isn't it? I don't know. Who else would it be? The answer, of course, is Richard Nixon. Yeah. I think a lot of people might think JFK or LBJ, LBJ in particular, you know, might be possible, but it was good old Richard Nixon. Now here's what, here's perhaps my favorite question, frankly, in the whole game. Oh, here it goes. (laughs) And we learned this, so you know this answer when we were at a certain place we'll talk about in a moment. Who had to be removed from Andrew Jackson's funeral due to her loud and persistent swearing? She was cursing the whole time in the funeral. They finally said had to get her out of there. (laughs) Who was it? The answer, Jackson's pet parrot, Polly. (laughs) I guess she had heard a little bit of cursing through the years from the general, from the president, and uh, she let it fly during the funeral. Great story. Hilarious. Yeah, Hilarious. Howard Cattell told us this story. We uh, we went on a little field trip to the Hermitage, Andrew Jackson's home uh, in Nashville, and we're standing like at his tomb. Mm-hmm. And Howard was telling us this story yeah, about story. Polly the parrot. Anyway, there you go. So Those... you you have some sort of bonus question. Well, I, I thought of this question this morning okay. because I have a great love of science as well. So this is a tricky okay. one. Who was vice president? When Franklin Roosevelt authorized the Manhattan Project. Very important. Building of the atomic oh. bomb. FDR authorized it. It wouldn't have been Harry Truman because he came too late. Very nice analysis. So it would have had. 
I don't know who was before Harry Truman. It was Henry Wallace was vice president. Oh. Then. So the second of his vice presidents, Garner, then Wallace, then Truman. Nice. Look there at you. you. There you go. It's like a bonus question. Nice, <laughs> no, nicely no. done. You didn't get the points, but still, yeah. Bonus. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That was, that was probably unfair. And there you go. So now you have 601 questions for I your do. board game. This game is ready, ladies and gentlemen. Look oh, for it uh, in the future in stores and online. Well, Alan, it has been a terrific year. Thanks for tolerating my bizarre questions at times and for working so hard to find terrific guests and researching the topics beforehand. No one I know can read a book as fast as you <laughs> and remember what you've actually read. <laughs> well, it is a joy working with you, Scott. I mean, again, we, we say it's a labor of love. It is. You're terrific at what you do and really appreciate this partnership of putting this this program together. You're, uh, you're, it's fun. you're a great friend and a great co-host. It's fun. And thanks to you listening out there in podcast world. We really appreciate you and thank you for supporting the show. We hope we're adding a little calm, historical context to your day-to-day -day assault of political madness. Thank all of you so much for listening to American POTUS. We've been so pleased with the people around the world supporting the podcast. Great things are coming up in the next year, so keep on listening. And thanks so very, very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the American POTUS podcast. We'd like to thank all the guest experts who have joined us over the last year. More information on all of their books, historic sites, and published papers can always be found on AmericanPOTUS.com. If you have questions on this episode or ideas for future topics, you can easily send us a note on AmericanPOTUS.com. Facebook, or Twitter. We'd also appreciate you taking the time to provide a positive rating and review on the player you're listening to right now. And if you're new to American POTUS, please check out the 50-plus episodes that are available on our playlist, covering the presidents and the presidency from the very beginning. Graphic design for American POTUS is by the Thought Bureau, an original music score by Jonathan Clark Music. Finally, it's our presidential last word from Martin Van Buren, who was the POTUS on the 50th year of the presidency. Quote, as to the presidency, the two happiest days of my life were those of my entrance upon the office and my surrender of it. <laughs>